for uh, coming to today's uh, budget meeting. Uh, we start off with our allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, individual with liberty and justice for all. Self-liquidating basically means 
that they raise enough money to cover all of their expenses. So they don't have to be supported by the taxpayers' money. They're supported by ratepayer and utility payer money, user fees. And the last line is the 8,493, uh, which is the general debt, which is the taxpayer's debt. Um, a deduction of 196,000, which is related specifically to money we have on hand to pay a portion of that debt. So the total debt is 8,297. That's the total net debt for the town. If you carry that down and look at the bottom right corner of that front sheet, 0.895%, that is our net debt percentage. Uh, so, so how that relates to you is um, basically it's a ratio of comparing your debt to the overall assessed value, equalized assessed value in the town. And uh, you have a, you're permitted, and I hate to talk about this because everybody thinks they have so much space. Uh, you're permitted to go to 3.5% uh, before you have to go to the local finance board to request approval to issue new debt. You're not an urban municipality that needs to be anywhere near that number. You're a small town. Uh, 0.895% is a very good number. Anything below 1% is really in line with our policy for where we'd like to be with debt. You know, um, so we are, we're in a good range. Uh, we knew that we would be a little higher now uh, than we had been for some time as a result of the larger projects that we have undertaken in the last few years since Sandy. Um, now you'll be paying down that debt over time, so this number should come down a little bit. Another thing that helped drive this number down a little bit is the increase in value of property uh, over these past two or three years. If you go to sheet four, and I'm not gonna go over this in detail, that's just the calculation showing that the sewer utility fund is self-liquidating as a result of it being self-liquidating. 100% of the sewer-related debt, which is 679,000, 100% of that debt is, is a deduction, so it doesn't count against the, the borough's debt. And then next, the borough's net debt. Then next is uh, page five. Page five is the same calculation for the beach utility. Beach utility has more debt, mostly related to this building. Um, 2,575,230. But again, the entire amount is a deduction against our net debt because the beach utility is self-liquidated. As you continue on, uh, page nine, uh, you'll see the borough has $5,215,000 in outstanding long-term serial bonds. So that is debt that has been issued, basically, um, in a long-term manner. Sorry, hold on, where are we at? Excuse me? Nine. That was sheet nine, that was page six, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't see that number. Right. Page six. <laughs> Tough with my glasses on, I can't <laughs> see stuff close up now. Getting old, uh, now that I'm 30. <laughs> um, the, uh, on page seven, you'll see two things. You'll see the bond anticipation notes that are issued now, which total 1719 And then you'll see the bonds and bond anticipation notes that are authorized but not yet issued. And usually that's related to uh, projects that were, uh, you know, didn't cost as much to complete and you have some small balances and things of that nature, or they're newer projects where uh, we just have not yet issued the debt because the project hasn't started or it started since our last debt issuance. Uh, we will convert some of this. We'll be doing two things this year. In the budget, we'll be paying down some of, this, some of these notes. We'll be making principal payments to get rid of some of these notes. Uh, at the same time, you'll be converting some of these to long-term debt this year. Um, so this year, we've been waiting to get a real final number from FEMA on what we'll recover on the buildings uh, before we converted all of the building-related debt 
to permanent long-term debt. We've done the bulk of it. The bulk of what we knew was going to be our share has already been converted to long-term debt, but there's still some, uh, some notes out there um, that have to be converted to long-term debt once we get a final from numbers from FEMA, which should be very soon. Um, it's still a good time to issue debt for a municipality. It's still a good situation. The only situation we'll really have is whether we want to issue debt on our own and do that soon, or whether we want to wait until December and do it with the Mount County Improvement Authority and share the cost of the debt issuance with uh, others who participate in the program. We'll have to talk about that a little bit with our financial uh, advisor, see what they think about you know uh, what's going to happen with the market, uh, considering what's happening with the economy. Um, that's pretty much it with the debt statement. Any questions about the debt situation of the department? That was the quick one. Next document we're going to go through is the one that says annual financial statement for the year 2021. Which one? Annual financial statement for the year 2021. Safety. That money can only be used for uh, the fire safety program. So 
if Tommy Hagee has uh, needs, uh, it can be charged there. Uh, the next one is the Parking Offenses Adjudication Act. Again, that's fines, comes through the court. Um, it's an extra fee on parking fines. And then the money can be used to run specific court sessions to address um, parking offenses. So if they have to have a special court session just to get a bunch of parking related tickets uh, resolved, then the, the cost of that court session can be charged here. Cash performance bonds are, are bonds uh, posted by developers in general, so that's not money that's available to you. Uh, recreation trust fund, that's money that's raised through various recreation programs and then can be used to pay for recreation programs or recreation related uh, needs. Next is the public library trust. Uh, obviously you had a couple of good donations there. Um, so you have that money again, that's donations to the public library can only be utilized to support the public library. Uh, next. <laughs> the uh, next one is accumulated absence. Uh, this is really, uh, we're going to build this up, uh, it's a reserve, we're going to build up a little bit uh, over the next course of the next year or two um, and basically establish a reserve so when you do have retirements and you have mandatory accumulated leave payments, um, that rather than uh, having to accommodate them in the annual budget, especially when you have more than one person leave at the same time or when they have large uh, payments, payouts, um, at times what we'll do is uh, if we have to manage it through the budget, we'll either budget extra money and then you have to raise taxes, or what we'll do is uh, delay the hiring of a replacement and hope that that will cover the cost. This way you don't really have that, puts you in a stronger financial situation. You can charge the charge to the accumulated assets leave. So we'll try to build that up so that's funded. Uh, that also looks good for us uh, when Moody's and Standard Poor's and others are evaluating our financial condition and we have reserves to offset known liabilities like accumulated leave. We know that we have employees who have, are building up accumulated leaves, even though they're capped. Uh, we know that that exists. It's good that we have reserves to offset that. Uh, so that's what that is for. The next one is very similar. That's It's the snowstorm trust. It's really a storm trust. Every time there's a storm, whether it's a snowstorm or uh, Nor'easter or something along that line, the state generally gives us permission to use this trust fund uh, to offset costs for uh, storm-related activities. So we have a blizzard come through and our budget can't handle the blizzard, we can charge the extra cost to the storm trust. Again, this is a good thing to build the trust so that when we are impacted by storms, it doesn't cripple our budget. Um, otherwise, you know, if you, you have a budget adopted, you have a, a March storm or something along that line, or even a late November, December storm, you don't have the ability to um, amend the budget or deal with the budget prior, you end up having to either have an emergency appropriation and raise all that money in the subsequent year, uh, or you have to transfer money from all the other budget accounts. Uh, this allows us to, to manage our budget a little bit better. Escrow for police employment. This is off-duty employment of police officers. So this is the money that is paid by contractors that police officers work their road jobs and security assignments, and then the money is paid after the officers. There's a fee also that comes to the borough. Top of that, so that all runs through this trust fund. Police donations are donations that anybody makes to the police department, obvious, and can be utilized for police related activities and equipment. Beach donations, basically the same thing. Uh, mayor, mayor, mayor ceremony donations, so this is basically the money that comes in when the mayor uh, performs mayor ceremonies and then can be used for whatever it is that the council decides they want to cover with that fund. 
beautification fund. Um, you know, we're aware of what this fund is for. Really, it's a, I know there's a substantial balance there now. I know we've been drawing down on it over the last few years, but we use the budget a lot more in the budget to cover beautification costs. We've been able to cover that through this donations fund for some time. Uh, public relations, that was money that was being raised through your newsletter. Um, and uh, being used to pay for public, it can still be used for any public relations related activity. Fourth um, of July celebration, that, that is, uh, has been around since the bicentennial. Fourth um, of July celebration. Um, so it's the same $700 that's been in there for 20 years. Um, so if you are having a Fourth of July celebration this year, maybe you want to use the $700 to close the account. <laughs> or maybe you want to raise money for the Fourth of July celebration and create some activity in that account. So there, there is a conversation about that as far as uh, uh, we're talking to you from the others about go to you know, uh, sources and response there. And, and if we did that, that would be a place to put that money to be used it. That's correct. That's correct. Yes, you can. <clears throat> now this one, Sandy acceptance of, of actually requests. Uh, this uh, this needs to be utilized so there's a Sandy related improvement that's still outstanding. It's a, anything that you had to do that turned out not to be covered by FEMA or something on that line or something that you need to do to be better, better prepared for a future storm, this $15,000 really needs to be utilized. Um, so um, unemployment trust fund, that's money we have to set aside obviously to cover unemployment benefits. Law enforcement trust, that's money that uh, the police department receives as a result of certain types of arrests. Um, money comes back to the police department through the prosecutor's office. It can be used by the police department for non-budgetary type of, types of items. Um, all those purchases have to be approved by the prosecutor's office. Tax sale premium. Do we uh, use that for that fertilizer? Um, yeah, there's not enough money there for that. But no, the, not, yeah. not a little bit off of Typically, they will allow that there, but typically they'll, they'll direct you to the drunk driving enforcement fund okay. to, to offset the uh, fertilizer. Um, tax sale premium, uh, that's the premium paid on tax sale certificates when uh, once they bid it down to zero and then they have they, they build bid premium amounts, the premium goes into a trust fund. Uh, if they foreclose on the property or if it's redeemed within two years, they get the money back. If, it, if they don't, then the borough can take the money into their general fund. Um, most of that money gets paid back to the investors. Um, developers escrow is exactly that, the money developers put up. Uh, to cover the fees related to the developments. Same thing with the escrow account, which is basically the old developer's escrow, which will be canceled at some point. And then the Affordable Housing Trust, which is relatively new for you, which is the fee, the total fee, placed upon the development uh, used for rehabilitation projects. Can we merge those two escrow accounts? And, uh, we, we can't merge them. Uh, what we can do is, is uh, we can clear the older escrow out. Yeah, just clear the line item. That comes from our budget. So we budget money for unemployment and it gets transferred to the trust fund. Well, what will happen is we build up money in the unemployment trust, we'll budget less. So we used to budget more in the budget, but as it's not being drawn down, we'll budget less unemployment. So. 
Any other questions about the trust funds? <coughs> All right, let's go to sheet 10. This is another real sheet 10, but let's go through it. This is uh, federal and state grants receivable. This is just as of December 31st. This is grant funds that were due to us. We have uh, received the 36,000, um, so that's no longer receivable. Uh, the two smaller ones are going to have to be canceled because I don't believe we're going to receive any additional money from the DP for the bulkhead project. And I believe that uh, we're not going to receive the 67 cents from the drop enforcement fund. That's been outstanding for some time. <laughs> uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have to deal with that. Now, uh, on the bulkhead line, on the exact, uh, I'm just curious as far as the process, why, why the small outstanding balance? So typically what happens is we most likely spent, we, they provided us 97,000 to 97,000. We most likely spent 94,000 and change. So they're not gonna pay us what we didn't spend. Right. So we'll have to cancel that. Okay. We spend on, on no, you can't spend anything new on that, not on that project. There are different types of grants where you can spend the balance, but not on that one. You go to uh, sheet 11. Okay. These are grants that some of them that can still be spent on various things. These are the balances, the appropriated balances in various grants. So the first one, the DEP public access grant. You recall that was a grant uh, that was funding received for somebody who developed a property and uh, had to provide money to the DEP. The DEP provided to us create public access um, to the waterfront. So that can still be utilized for those types of improvements, public access improvements. Alcohol Education Rehabilitation Fund, that's really used by the court. Body Armor Fund, that's used by the police department for its body armor. Improvement Grant, that's an old grant. OEM just needs to use that money. It's an exercise improvement grant, so whatever kind of Exercise preparedness exercise they do with someone on that line, they just need to use the balance there. That's only $262, but they have to use the balance of that. Same thing with Comcast Technology, that's uh, on the Ministry of Anything Technology Related, you can utilize that balance for that $1461. Um, Clean Communities Grant, I think that one's one everybody's most familiar with. We basically use that for various uh, sanitation, refuse, cleanups, and things of that nature. So. I think in the past you've had you use that for garbage cans, you used it for uh, dumpsters, you used it for cleanup projects and things of that nature. Uh, domestic violence training grant, that's a police department related program. New Jersey Clean Shores, that's $719, that needs to be utilized. That's just for beach cleanup. So $719 can be used for any type of beach cleanup. It just needs to be used and, and cleared out. Recycling tonnage grant can be used for anything uh, that promotes recycling or uh, you know, helps you uh, improve your recycling program. Distracted driver incentive program and the ticket program. I've asked Wayne to follow them both up with the chief. Uh, it appears to me that these programs were carried out and most likely charged to the budget. So these, these grants would probably be canceled to the budget, uh, to the general fund, uh, but we'll, we'll have to find out. Don't drive an enforcement fund, that's the one, there's not much money in there. Uh, that's the one that would typically cover a breathalyzer, breathalyzer related costs, anything related to drunk driving enforcement. That next one is state local hazard emergency operations plan grant, slate hop grant. 
It's only eighty-four dollars left. Again, OEM just needs to use that. Stormwater regulation that was for storm sewer system mapping and investigation of infiltration. So if there's still storm sewer related mapping or improvements that need to be done, I know it's not a lot of money. It's only sixty-eight hundred dollars, but it needs to be used. So it can only be used for mapping, though. No, it can be used for mapping investigation. Technically, not really for repairs. Not really for repairs. Use the offset engineering cost related related to that, but you can use it for our uh, check maps as well. Well, for the for the uh, engineering fees that will be on there. And the back of the vendors themselves. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's earmark that and try and get rid of the project. <coughs> So it's very specific how they can use that program. Uh, it probably should have been used years ago, but most towns, the program uh, was funded and got kicked off, and then basically wasn't much follow-up. The programs, in most cases, didn't utilize their grant funding. It was across the board. And a particular suggestion I would have um, for that, I'm not sure about the process, but um, one of the boards that I sit on uh, is Wayne, that period lines around, and, uh, um, that's this, that kind of, um, there, there, there may be an opportunity potentially uh, for some training or et cetera with an organization like that, that, that focuses on that particular uh, issue with provides um, uh, care and, and housing, et cetera, for women and children and families coming out of situations like that. Um, maybe there's a training that could be set up potentially with them or somebody else to, to utilize those funds and give our, our So they were the general partner for those municipalities in Monroe County, and uh, they provided training not just to the officers but to citizens who volunteered. That's what this was about. It was about getting citizens to volunteer to uh, assist in domestic violence calls, calls, recovery from domestic violence calls, and stuff like that. So they're very proud of this program. Yeah, they're excellent. Joe, before I continue, can you So 
this is probably actually due back to the current fund, uh, fund balance. So I have a note for Wayne to follow that up. Pedestrian safety grant is the next one. That's police department related. Um, NJEBA streetscape. Mike, can we apply that pedestrian safety to crosswalks? You're gonna have to talk to the chief about what was in his application for the pedestrian safety program. And typically these are for enforcement related uh, programs. So, you know, they have people out there and they typically, uh, you know, they have a police officer step in the uh, crosswalk and people don't stop. They have somebody else pull them over and write them. So, and it covers the cost of the police officer. That. That's generally what this is related to. No, we might have we might have to use it this summer. <laughs> and then uh, they they have uh, I don't want to say it's that simple, but <laughs> if I'm talking in simple terms, it's all something on that line. I was second today because somebody not paying attention. Um, NJEDA streetscape. You know, that's just the balance of the money that you receive to to do the streetscape program. Uh, the next two, you're really gonna have to cancel the the Pepper Volcade and Volcade One. They just have to be canceled. Uh, you're not, that will offset the uh, loss that you're going to have from canceling the revenue on that. Um, assistance firefighter grant is on $492 left in there. Um, I believe that, you know, that was for fire equipment. Uh, they can use that balance. <clears throat> Buy one camera grant is pretty much done. And then the 91 cents will just cancel sometime very soon. All right, we move to sheet 12. There's a couple sheets in. And these basically are grants that came in after the budget was adopted and uh, were not amended into the current into the budget last year, so they'll be part of the 2022 budget. So just so you're aware, the Clean Communities Grant Recycling Time Grant. As a matter of fact, we received an additional recycling time grant check just the other day, so that'll be added to the 22 budget as well. Go to sheet 13. Local school district tax. And, and I'm just gonna bring your attention to one number because it's always something that I just want you to be aware of as you're going through. I know you're having these conversations uh, ongoing about consolidating school districts. And the one hurdle you'll have, although it's not insurmountable, it's certainly uh, something that's been factored into the conversation all along, is the deferred school tax. So you recall, well, I don't know how many of you recall. Uh, Jack and Joe <laughs> definitely uh, will recall the days where the state reduced state aid to municipalities, and they told you uh, for the state aid they reduced, you had to defer your school tax, and that basically artificially built the surplus and allowed you to maintain stat, uh, tax rates, so that way you couldn't blame the state aid uh, for, uh, for tax increases. Um, so they used to force you to do that. There was a period of time where I believe it was four consecutive years they had you uh, do that if you wanted to be eligible for certain state aid programs. Um, so Seabright at the time was one of those towns who needed assistance. Uh, so we did undertake the, the school tax deferral. We had not done that in over 20 years. Uh, if I say over 25 years, we haven't had to defer school taxes. Um, but that deferral does exist. So if the school were to close tomorrow, or if we were to leave the school district or whatever else, we would have to come up with that $258,000 uh, to cover the difference uh, in that deferral. That's just on the local school district. Then you go to the next page, and it's the same situation, uh, but it's $910,000, which is the regional school district deferral. 
Um, so we were to leave the regional school district, one of the things we'd have to do is, is come up with that $910,000 on our own. Now, more than likely, uh, they would allow us to issue, I don't know if they would allow us to issue a fiscal year adjustment bond to do that. It's possible that, that they would, um, but otherwise we would, we would have to uh, recover that possibly through taxation, which should work fine if you're actually going to transfer to a much lower cost school system. Um, so it should be all right. Uh, but you wouldn't, so what it basically means is you wouldn't recognize the full savings of transferring to a new school district in the first year. It might take two years or three years for you to How long do we have to pay that back? That's a one-time payment. So what it is is because our school, our year, our fiscal years are different. So because the town's year ends on December 31st and the school ends on June 30th, basically what the state had us do was say, well, you've collected the taxes or you do taxes from January 1 to June 30th that you don't have to pay in this year. So you can defer a portion of that, put it in your surplus, and then, uh, and then come next year, the same thing will happen again because you're always six months different. So the theory was, right, the theory was it could never catch you because we'll be here in perpetuity and schools aren't going away. So uh, unfortunately, that's, or unfortunately maybe that's not the case. So. Yeah, that'll have to be paid over six months. So what'll happen, what, what basically it is, it's covering the difference between the amount you collect and the amount you actually will have to owe to the school. So the first year, our tax rate, our recognized tax rate wouldn't be so great if we change our school. So, so like I said, you know, we will certainly work that into, you know, we've had this conversation about the process, how we're going to fund that over whether it's one year, two years, or three years. Uh, to assure that it's not an increase for changing schools, there'll be a decrease, but you might not realize the full savings, yeah, full right. value of it in the first year. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. And not to get off subject, but the the, uh, uh, the plan acknowledges that, so we really don't save money for the first three to five years. It, it, yeah, uh, I kind of think. Okay, sheet seventeen. Now we're getting into uh, how the 2021 budget operated, basically. So at the top part of the page is a statement of general budget revenue. So it's the revenue portion of the budget. And basically what it shows you, if we go down the lines one by one, is we anticipated $612,000 in surplus and we realized $612,000 in surplus. The various miscellaneous revenues within the adopted budget were $1,216,266. We realized $1,364,000. So that's an excess in revenue of 48,000. Next line basically shows the grants that came in during the year which we amended into the budget, which is really the body worn camera grant, 36,684. So then the next lines down will show the, the receipts from delinquent taxes. So we anticipated that we would receive $327,000 in delinquent tax revenue. We received 341,000, so that's a $14,000 excess. Um, and then you go down to the bottom line for the totals. And you see total amount to be raised by taxation. We had anticipated that we would raise $4,720,000 in current year taxes. We had a good collection year, so we collected $5,019,672. So $299,000 was in excess of what we anticipated. So in total, the budget generated $461,960 in excess revenue over what was anticipated. So that will factor into our operations which I'm going to show you in a second, which ultimately determines what our surplus is and how we carry that into next year. 
the next uh, chart, allocation of current tax collections, just a breakdown of where the taxes go. So $931,797 went to the local school district. $2,576,442 went to the regional school district. $2,507,000 plus $17,000. So $2,725,000 basically went to uh, county taxes. And $5,019,000 went to, uh, to support our municipal budget, which included the $400,000 reserve fund collected. So really, $400,000 less than that to support the budget. The next section is if you go to sheet 18, and we'll talk about the appropriation side of the budget. So we just talked about the revenue side, and I'm talking about the appropriation side. Total appropriations of the budget uh, at adoption was $6,875,597. We amended the budget to bring in the body armor grant for $36,684. So the total budget at the end of the year was $6,912,000. We expended $6,083,490 plus 400,000, which is the reserve fund collected. So reserved was 424,557. And the way the reserve works is that reserve balance is used to pay 2021 bills that were not encumbered that come in after the first of the year. So typically they're legal and engineering type bills. Everything else is typically encumbered. So that's already counted as expended for the year. Um, I don't expect that we'll use a large portion of that $424,000. Usually, maybe 20% of it gets expended. Uh, the balance will remain throughout this year and then will lapse back into operations, back into fund balance. And we'll talk about that in just a second. And then at the bottom, you see 4233 which were balances that were canceled. That's basically uh, rounding issues within the uh, debt service payments that automatically get canceled. So all this will be reflected on sheet 19, which is the results of operations. So we'll go through that again. So the $148,000 is the excess revenue from within the budget that we just reviewed. The $14,042 is the excess delinquent tax collection that we just reviewed. $299,672 is the excess current taxes that we just reviewed. $4,233.59 is the canceled budget appropriation we just reviewed. $252,000 is un miscellaneous revenue not anticipated. So that's like your cell tower lease and a couple other things. I'll show you in just a second what they are. Then the next item is 382-236, which are prior year appropriations elapsing. So that's the 2020 budget, that reserve number. So as you look, last year's reserve was 424, 2021 reserve 424. Uh, we're probably gonna be about this same number next year so everything on here so far is something that is likely to occur again next year nothing was extraordinary outside of normal operations although i will say the unexpended appropriation reserves for 2021 are a little bit higher than normal mainly because a lot of expenses uh, were avoided because you weren't providing the same services as a result of covid and some expenses were covered by covid related grants uh, that going forward may not be covered by covid related grants um, so that's a little on the high end, but consistent, could be consistent again for next year. Um, then the, the next number down the bottom left, uh, that's 752,000, that's money that we loan our other accounts. So our current fund loaned money to our capital account and some other accounts. So that is actually goes against our, our fund balance for this year. However, when that money is returned this year, that money will go back into our fund balance. So. Uh, when we look at our fund balance number, 
technically we could say, well, we're going to return the $752,000 this year, so we have $752,000 more in surplus than what this sheet reflects. But for the sake of reviewing this document, we'll go with the number that's on the sheet. Um, so if we go the next page, which is sheet 20, this is just a breakdown of those miscellaneous revenues that came in that are not anticipated. You have the sale of borough property for $36,000. That's something that will not likely happen again for next year's budget. Uh, uniform fire safety, that's probably consistent with what we normally do. Fees and permits for health is consistent. Police off-duty uh, administrative fees is consistent. The cell tower lease is consistent. And miscellaneous other is generally consistent. So I would think that you know, we're putting ourselves in a position where it's likely that we'll replenish our surplus based upon the budget that I'm proposing and based upon you know, financially where we are. It's likely that we will um, be able to, especially uh, with the consideration of additional uh, or adjusting some fees, uh, I think that I'm pretty confident that if it's me sitting here again next year, which I assume it will be maybe one more time, the, uh, <laughs> that I will uh, be able to tell you that we will replenish our surplus and you know, we're, we're still on the same strong fiscal ground that we've been on for the last number of years. So if we go to sheet 21, top of the line, which is the line you know, most governing body members always like to get to first, which is the surplus. Um, the balance coming into last year was 3,055. As you saw, as we just talked about this previous sheet, we generated $422,000 in surplus last year. We used 612,000 in the budget to offset taxes. So technically we're down 200,000. We're at 2,866 is our fund balance now. Um, so that is our current fund balance, but as soon as we return the $752,000 in loans that we've made to ourselves, into funds, we'll actually be at about three and a half million, a little bit more than three and a half million. So our fund balance remains uh, strong for, for a town our size. Which is a very good thing, because that's one of the reasons you're able to recover from storms and incidents like that, as you did last time. If you go to sheet 22, sheet 22 is uh, just basically a calculation of the current tax levy. So the important number there is down on line 13. You had a 98.52% collection rate. I know uh, I saw the uh, report from Trish. It was, it was a little wrong, but it's still good. It's still excellent. The, the collection rate is excellent. Um, the 98.52% uh, uh, collection rate, so that means 98.52% of all taxes were paid on time and prior to the end of the year. Uh, that helps you replenish surplus, helps you a uh, stable budget and it was good because uh, we were coming off a slightly lower number the previous year generally COVID related so it seems that everything's back where it should be. Go to sheet 26. This is the delinquent taxes. So we came into the year with $353,000 of delinquent taxes from prior year's uh, levy. Um, then we collected the majority of that and uh, we came into the year, we collected $341,000 of that. And then uh, our balance, so when you add in the new levy, our balance, our current delinquent taxes as we're going into the next year is $170,000. So it's basically half of what it was last year. So you had a 96.64% collection rate on the delinquent taxes, which is also consistently good. Um, so that allows us to anticipate in the budget $165,000. So that's the downside. 
So last year's budget, because you had so much delinquent out, uh, taxes outstanding, you're able to anticipate your budget much more than you can now because you can only anticipate a portion of what's actually outstanding. So we'll see that when we look at the budget. Okay, if we go to sheet, uh, let's see, let's here. sheet 31. We're going to talk a little bit more about our, our bonds and notes and debt. So this is just a calculation showing, and, and I know we looked at a little bit of this in our uh, debt, our debt uh, statement, but we came into the year with $5,570,000 in outstanding general debt. We paid down $355,000 in principal, so we ended the year with $5,215,000 in bonded debt. We're going to make a principal payment of $370,000 this year and an interest payment of $201,462.50. We go forward from there. We can go to sheet 33. And these are, this is the breakdown of the notes that exist. And uh, this is the short-term debt. Um, so as you can see, uh, there's $39,000 in note outstanding for reconstruction of East Ocean Avenue. And then there's $1,679,000 for the construction of the municipal complex. The $39,579, we're going to pay that down completely in this year's budget. Um, so we'll pay off that note. And we're going to pay a portion of the $1,679,000 in this year's budget, a small portion. Um, once we finalize what the amount is that we're receiving from FEMA, We'll deduct that from this note, and then the balance of that note will be funded long-term. So uh, you can see that we still get a very attractive interest rate on our short-term debt with 0.32% interest. We all would like to be able to borrow at that rate, um, but we can't. Um, so uh, in addition to the principal payments I spoke of, we'll be paying $5,500 in interest within the budget this year. Now if we go to sheet 35, These are the improvement authorizations that are on the books, approved, uh, which can still be utilized for the purposes, for the stated purposes. We can't come up with new purposes to spend them, although we can cancel them and reappropriate them, reappropriate them in some cases. Uh, I'm going to just try to hit the larger ones rather than going through every single one because the very small ones we're going to cancel. So anything under $1,000 or so, we're just going to cancel, and that will go to general capital uh, surplus. And then that'll be used to pay the debt on the uh, on the uh, debt service that exists for these. One is sand replenishment, five hundred forty-four thousand dollars of sand replenishment. That's money we set aside years ago uh, in anticipation of having to pay a significant portion of sand replenishment. Um, the uh, it's nice to have that in reserve, basically. So that's basically sitting there in reserve for the next sand replenishment project. We'll be able to cover that without having to issue new debt. Um, the entire amount can be used. It will be used, as you know. The, the number, the number will be more than that. So, yes, that's been there for years. The downtown infrastructure improvement project that can be used for uh, storm sewer projects anywhere in downtown. So that could be your answer for some of the things that you've been talking about. Where's that? One hundred fifteen thousand. Any of your storm sewer related projects. That's what that that's what it did. D I I P. 
DIIP. I'm sorry, I'm calling it by what it is. The Downtown Infrastructure Improvement Program. It's DIP. DIP. The 0720 DIP. <laughs> so uh, that money can be used for any stormwater project in the downtown improvement area. That's uh, a big number. It is. It was a very large number when we undertook it. I believe that was the million dollar uh, grant that uh, we received. Can we use that for bulkheads? Say again? Can we use that for bulkheads too? If it's protecting downtown, you can. Because we have three bulkheads. You can make that case in a lot of them. I mean, what's the best downtown? <laughs> Indirectly. And so indirectly. So I just suggest this that uh, you read the ordinance and before you decide how you want to use it. And make sure that the you know how you're planning to use it is in line with you know the authorized expenses. Because we got everybody's. Yeah, right between those, between that one and the two, and four lines down, we got $140,000 there. That is correct. And we can we start all kinds? Well, we can, um, I don't know if there's just you look at just to make sure that we don't want to file any existing ordinances. If we have resources allocated, we have this issue that we can deal with, especially our own bulkheads. Yeah, we could, so, I mean, typically the bond council um, makes the call on that. But yeah, generally, once once you read it, you know, it's, yeah, the way we write the ordinances are pretty plain and clear, and we do give ourselves some latitude to, to for related projects. Um, so in general, we'll be able to review that. But you're right, the bond council. If it's if it's something we need to true clarification, bond council interpret. And then there's always the opportunity to amend that at times. So you can always amend the ordinance if it's a if bond council feels it's a like a like improvement with a like um, useful like, so don't don't get too excited because in most cases, in some cases, we just have to cancel the ordinance altogether, let it go to surplus, and then reappropriate through uh, surplus. That's always another process that you can do. And actually, maybe one of the cleaner things that you can do is go through and cancel a lot of this old ordinances, even the larger balances, let it cancel all the funded portion. The funded portion will all go to fund balance. The unfunded portion will just be canceled and it will relieve you from having to issue debt. And then you can use that funded portion from capital surplus for a new ordinance, basically setting your own parameters for how you want to be utilized. So if I was going to recommend to you, if we were having a general capital discussion right now, I would suggest that you go through and cancel almost all of these ordinances that are from 2018 and prior. And Unless it's an ongoing actual project, and then uh, and then discuss reappropriating them from capital surplus, and then that would also relieve you from having to issue another uh, twenty five hundred thousand dollars in debt. Is the first number the year that it was issued? First number in most cases is the year that it was issued. Some clerks in the past used to make that number second, <laughs> so <laughs> really turn it off. <laughs> yeah, ordinance two hundred five. Maybe it's an item for uh, uh, follow-up and see if we can get, get an idea what we can and can't do and, and give them like advice here. If, if there's a better way we need to, to do this, we should probably look at that. Yeah, because I mean, we've got, we got a decent amount of money in there we can utilize for yeah. something that we can. And we can also clean up this chart. <laughs> so if we want to have a, to get a finance meeting going, whatever else, we can do that. Review that and then come back with a recommendation. Thank you. 
All right, so we'll skip through a lot of these older ones. Um, now that we have an idea how we want to move forward, on, on sheet 35.1, there's some of the newer uh, projects um, with the balances failed to carry them out. So my assumption is most of them are either ongoing or, or recently completed. Thanks, Jeff. On that, for, uh, on that last sheet, if we, if we can do enough, with, if we can get enough of that, we might be able to get that pulled off for the DPW. They've been asking us for that for three, four years now. So, so I do have the list of capital improvements that were requested this year in the budget process, and that is one of them. As a matter of fact, when we go through the budget, you'll see in the back of the budget, uh, which we won't go through in detail, but I'll point you to it today, um, is the various capital uh, ideas, things that, uh, that you know have been recommended through the uh, capital request system. So certainly, if you, know, if you want prior to our finance committee meeting, if the governing body wants to shoot their recommendations over to Joe or Jeff or whomever um, for what they feel their priorities are, then when we have a conversation, we can talk about how we can make that happen. That's actually helpful. If, if individuals, uh, you guys don't want to be here, but if, if individuals have uh, things that they want to see addressed or that they want to see if we can find them, Etc. Send them over to allow us to look at it and come back with recommendations based on what we find. So, all right, sheet 36. The general capital fund this is the capital improvement fund. So basically, what this is utilized for is the five percent down payment required on bond ordinances. So if you pass the bond order, a new bond ordinance for hundred thousand, you need to come up with five thousand in cash. This is basically where the cash comes from. So you came into the year with one hundred eighty-one thousand. We moved $100,000 over from the budget. We utilized $8,000 for the fire uh, ordinance and $6,250 for the viewing platform ordinance. So we ended the year with $266,781. We'll be moving another $100,000 there this year. It's good to build this reserve up uh, for future needs. Also helps strengthen your, your overall balance sheet. Go to sheet 38. And this is what I was just talking about. This is the capital surplus. So any of the funded ordinances that you cancel, the funded portion will come here in the capital surplus, unless you choose to, uh, another option is to put it in reserve for debt service to pay down the debt. Uh, so that's another option of what you can do with that. You can also put it in capital surplus and decide that you're gonna appropriate some of it for new projects and appropriate some of it to pay debt. Um, so those recommendations, those conversations will occur when we have a finance committee meeting. But you see we have $85,000 in there right now. That's it on the general portion of the financial statement. Now we're going to the sewer utility. So if you go ahead to sheet 44. The top of the page is the budget revenues for the sewer utility. So what you'll see again is we anticipate $156,000 in surplus and realized that amount. Uh, we anticipated $689,000 in, in rents and we, we received $761,000 in rents so that uh, was created $72,000 excess. We anticipated additional sewer charges of $41,000 which we received. And then we had miscellaneous revenue not anticipated at $17,433. 
So in total, the revenue side of the budget created $90,000 in excess revenue, which will be utilized uh, in the operations uh, section, which we'll go over in a moment. The bottom of the page is the appropriation side of the budget. So it's an $886,400 budget. We expended $829,000. $55,938 is in reserve. $1,200 was canceled. So if we go to sheet 46, and go to the top of the sheet, you see a breakdown of the operations within the sewer utility. Last year, and this is a good sign, the sewer utility has been working, trying to work back to, to this status somewhat. So you'll see the operations at the top, the excess revenues from the budget were 90000 the uh, unexpended balance of appropriations canceled $1,200, unexpended balance of 2020 appropriation reserves $94,000. That's an extraordinarily high number. Uh, considering, especially since this year, our total reserve balance is only 50, what did I say, 51,000, 55,000. So we will not replenish that $94,000 again next year. We won't hit that number again next year. Uh, but last year we, we had $185,807 in excess operations. So if you carry that down to the next chart, which is operating surplus, sweet utility. I don't know why it says sweet utility, utility. Uh, but, um, the balance coming into the year is 167,000. The excess in operations from last year, 185,000. We utilized 156.4 in the budget, so we came out up about $30,000 at 197.186. We did uh, introduce a another incremental increase in the sewer rates intentionally. That's a, a long-term plan that we've had to recover from uh, you know the, the difficult times that the sewer utility had recovering after Sandy. Again, the sweet utility remains self-liquidating, so that's a good thing. We go to sheet 49. This is the sewer utility-related debt. We came into the year with $575,000 in outstanding serial bonds. We paid down $20,000, so we ended the year with $555. We're going to pay $20,000 again this year and $22,000 in interest. We go to sheet 52. Sheet 52 is the outstanding uh, the open capital ordinances within the sewer utility. So you see uh, a couple old programs. Again, you might want to cancel the balances of those programs. Uh, I would strongly suggest actually canceling the 11, 14, and 17 programs. Um, 13, 21, I'm assuming that is actually 2113. I'm not sure. <laughs> the number backwards to me. Oh, that um, is thir that's um, 13 2021. That's for those. Oh, so the year's the second number. The relining project, right? Right. That we're going to get the American Rescue money for. So the year's the second number on this now? Well, I know that one is. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, so that's project that we just approved last year. Um, if we continue on, we'll switch ahead to the beach utility, which is on, I'm sorry, now we're still on the sewer utility. Go to sheet 53. The schedule of capital improvement fund, again, is the down payment money for the sewer capital ordinances. There's 148,000 coming in a year. We utilize 7,000. 
So we have 141,000 coming to the year. Last year, the sewer budget was too tight to uh, send additional money over here. Uh, this year's sewer budget, we do anticipate depositing additional money in the capital improvement fund. Next item is let's go to the beach utility. So go to the next sheet 44. <laughs> yeah, I didn't call it the numbering system. <laughs> I think I said that every year for the last 15 years. <laughs> I, I have nothing to do with numbers. <laughs> um, so sheet 44 at the top, you have beach utility. Again, beach utility, utility budget 2021. Um, and this is the revenue side of the budget. So we anticipated $408,000 of surplus. We realized that. Uh, we anticipated $600,000 in beach fees. We actually took in $804,000 of beach fees. So that's a $204,000. Uh, excess. We took in $50,000 in miscellaneous revenue. Um, we took in, uh, we had contracts with, I believe it was Edgewater and Highlands, uh, $103,000 that we anticipated in the budget. We took in $143,000. So I believe we picked up a third contract after the budget. Surfrider. Surfrider. There you go. So the excess revenue there was $40,700. So in total, we uh, realized $295,000 in excess revenue on the revenue side of the budget. Bottom of the page is the appropriation side of the budget, so it's $1,111,000 budget. We expended $1,053,000, so we have $42,000 in reserve, and we canceled $15,000 of it. So if we go to sheet 46, at the top of the page, you'll see the uh, overall operations, which reflects the $295,000 in excess. Budget revenues to $15,000 in canceled appropriations, the $37,000 in canceled appropriation reserves, which is consistent. It looks like we'll do about the same this year. Uh, and then the next sheet, so it's a total of $348,000 of excess operating surplus. But you know, we used a little bit more than that in the budget. So we started the year with $1,231,000 in beach surplus. We generated $348,000 in the budget. We utilized $408,000 in the budget, so we end the year with $1,171,000 in um, surplus. And keep in mind, that's a, that's a high surplus for this budget. Um, so we are trying to set this aside in various reserve accounts, so it can be utilized uh, for future beach improvements, things of that nature, and to, to balance things out. Um, I don't think you want to be in a situation at some point where uh, you're forced to reduce beach fees or something on that line because of the surplus balance you're carrying. So, your your um, your assessment is that that, that, we're, that that the surplus that we currently have now is it is it a little high or, or is it right in line where it should be? You, you think? I think uh, it's very it's very strong for your for the side budget that supports it. Yeah, that's why. Wonder, um, you're giving us out of the budget. It doesn't mean I want to expand it. I want to set aside the appropriate reserves for future use, which you'll see when we talk about the budget. We go to the budget to see uh, one of the thoughts we're having to use on that. Without losing it. Alrighty. Um, and it's very legitimate use. It's not just trying to set money aside and set money aside. Uh, sheet 49 is the beach. Um, Utility debt service. You see uh, the serial bonds. We started the year with two million four sixty. We paid eighty five thousand down, so we ended the year with two million three seventy five. We're going to pay another eighty five thousand principal this year, and ninety three thousand dollars in interest. 
And one of the ways we can utilize some portion of that uh, fund balance is to uh, create a reserve for debt service because you are going to issue more beach debt. Um, so this will allow you to help pay down this debt from that balance without affecting your fees going forward. You go to um, sheet 50, and you'll see in there, uh, that's our short-term note, 70300 That's the only note each utility has now. I'm proposing in the budget paying down $20,300 of that. Um, I may opt to, as we're having this conversation, as I'm thinking out loud, we may opt to pay that entire note off instead, uh, instead of rolling it over. But uh, right now I have $20,300 paying down that note in the budget. Sheet 52. You'll note here that we also, in 2012, set aside money for sand replenishment. The good thing is we did not issue uh, debt related to that. Um, well, we didn't issue all the debt related to that. So my suggestion is that we cancel the debt that's authorized on that. Uh, it's similar to what we're talking about doing with the other uh, capital funds is some of these older ordinances, is cleaning them out, uh, going to capital surplus, reappropriating them as necessary, and reducing some of the debt that needs to be issued within that utility. Well, we may have some standard function debt coming up soon. We just talked about it, yeah. They, they don't know if they're gonna, uh, if the uh, federal money will cover the local share. Um, they're gonna do from Sandy Hook to Barnegat and they're surveying right now. So we'll say if uh, th th they said there could be a forgiveness of the municipal share because of where the money's coming from mm -hmm. for resiliency. Very good. Canceling some of the older stuff and uh, reprogramming. I would cancel, for the same replenishment, I would keep the 227000 that's funded. I would leave that there. I would cancel the portion that's unfunded. So that would just reduce the amount of debt that has to be issued. Yeah, I, I, I mean, um, given the strength of the overall utility, I mean, there are ways we don't necessarily need to push the new debt. So I'll give you the overview of the budget first real quick. Uh, 
just going to. So this is not on the budget document, but I'll, I'll email this to everybody later. I don't know if I, I did email to Joe, but I didn't, uh, didn't email it or something. So um, basically I have like a cheat sheet uh, of where we are and what, what's happening with the budget. Um, the amount to be raised taxation for 2021 was $4,720,000. The proposed amount to be raised by taxation in this budget is $4,905,602.03. Uh, so that's an increase of 185,602. Um, again, we know that assessed values increased from 822 to 976. Um, our tax rate last year was 54.8 cents per hundred. Um, we're proposing the tax rate this year to be 50 cents or 50.3 cents. Technically, I might actually get it down to 50 cents even, um, but 50 cents. So that's a decrease of 8.28% of or a four and a half cent decrease in the tax rate. So what that does, uh, and total appropriations, last year total appropriations were 6,912,281. This year total appropriations are 7,015,690. So it's an increase of 103,000, 1.5%. So it's a tight budget. It's not, uh, there's no real, uh, I mean, there's everything that was a large increase was offset somewhere else by cuts. Um, since our meetings, we've cut several hundred thousand dollars. So I know a lot of people walked out of those meetings thinking that uh, you know, times for bonus are great. Um, the times are going to stay consistent with what they've been. I think the borough has been doing great just as they are. So, um, so it's about a 1.5% total appropriation increase. What that does to the average home, so if the average home, last year's average home was 673,482 was the value of last year's average home. The average home this year is 751,000. What this would do is, on an average home that, that saw that increase from year to year, would have an increase in taxes of roughly $86. The, if you had a home that valued at $700,000 last year, and it's still valued at $700,000 this year, you've got a $315 decrease in taxes. Um, so um, you know that the town is uh, reassessed in 20% portions. Uh, you're gonna have a mix of property owners in town. You have some that saw uh, no increase because their assessment has not been adjusted. Those people are going to see a decrease in taxes. Uh, the, uh, you're going to have those who increase uh, less than 18% or, or less than 10% or whatever else will all see a, a decrease in taxes. Then you'll have those who are maybe uh, increased in value by 10 to 18%. They'll be closer to a very small increase in taxes. Those who increase more than 18% will see a proportionally larger uh, increase in taxes. So. Overall, yeah, I think the budget is very strong. I think the tax rate is very reasonable. Uh, I think it's actually a very good budget, um, the way it's proposed right now. But I'll, I'll go through it in general with you. Quick, uh, just to make sure I have the, um, uh, on, on the municipal tax rate uh, a decrease. What, what, what is the percentage decrease? Not, not the actual rate, but the percentage decrease? 8.28%. So, 
just uh, go through the budget relatively quickly and hit some of the hot points really. On sheet three, you'll see we're anticipating a 96. I'm sorry, I'll wait for this. <laughs> sheet three, in the middle of the page, you'll see that we're anticipating a 96.59% uh, tax collection rate, and we're looking at $380,000 of reserve fund collected. I know last year we had a $400,000 reserve fund collected. This is one way to cut it back a little bit. I might adjust that back to $400,000 as I do these final adjustments, just to allow us to build a little bit more surplus through current tax collections. Um, but that's where we stand right now. Is this rate a three-year average rate? It's not a three-year average, but it's in line with what we've been anticipating from year to year. It's lower than, but we're collecting taxes closer to the 98% range. Um, and I will always anticipate a lower amount to help replenish the surplus. So if you go to sheet 3B, so 3B is the cap calculation, um, and this is the operations within cap. Um, you'll see that we're within cap, and we, we use the small portion of our cap bank. We use $5,000 of our cap bank. We have a very significant cap bank, but uh, this budget is in, you know, is brought in within caps. Uh, if you go to sheet, Go two pages ahead to sheet three dash levy cap. Three what? Yeah. <laughs> three <dash> levy cap. <laughs> he, uh, so you'll see this is the two percent levy cap. This is the cap that everybody really cares about. <laughs> this is the amount that you'll get increased in taxation. What you'll see here is um, basically we've applied a small amount of levy cap bank, eight thousand four hundred eighty dollars, to stay in line with the two percent levy cap. And if you go to the next sheet, sheet 3D, you'll see where we are with the overall levy cap, is even after that, we have 350,647. Uh, so what that basically means, doesn't mean we have a bank somewhere with $350,000 in it. Uh, what it means is we could increase taxes by an additional $350,000 and still be compliant with the law and not have to have a referendum to increase taxes. So we have $350,000 cushion between what we're proposing uh, in the tax rate versus what we're actually uh, uh, capable of proposing. Now, some of that will fall off this year, so that 67,000 for 2019, that'll fall off this year, so you won't have that again uh, going forward. So we still are in a good position as far as uh, what our flexibility is to address issues as they present to, to us. Go to sheet four, this is where the budget gets started really. So if you, there's three right columns. The first column under anticipated, there's two columns, 2022 and 2021. 2022 is the budget that we're proposing today. 2021 is last year's for comparison's sake. And then realizing cash in 2021 is the operations from last year. It's what actually happened last year. Um, so you see, we're anticipating $630,000 in surplus this year compared to 612,000 last year. It's a small adjustment. Uh, again, if I adjust the reserve fund collected, I might increase that uh, use of surplus, um, but you know, it's sort of like a, uh, I don't know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Um, then license fees, we're looking at $41,000 compared to $42,000 last year. Um, other licensing fees, we're anticipating $12,000 compared to $11,000 last year. Uh, municipal court, uh, we anticipated $125,000 last year. Uh, we expected that, you know, the post-COVID 
Court fees would start to return to some level of normalcy. Uh, prior to COVID, I, I think our number was close to $300,000 that we took in court fees each year. I don't expect that we'll go back to that $300,000 anytime soon unless uh, you know, things really change. The way the municipal courts operate now, uh, you really aren't seeing the same revenue that you used to see through the courts. Um, but we're hoping that we get back to 125000 Now that we'll have a full year of operation uh, of the court. Um, so we're anticipating one twenty-five again. Interest and cost of taxes, we're anticipating 35000 same as last year. Parking meters, we're going to anticipate $640,000 compared to $500,000 last year. That was a discussion you had amongst yourselves. It's based really on what the actual collections are last year. Uh, the anticipation is that you will adjust the fees and that will allow us to generate surplus there again uh, going forward. Now, the, um, on, the, on the parking, uh, the figure that you have here takes into, into consideration the increase that, that, that we put into place or we just based on, on uh, you know, current activity? So I can't do it based on the uh, new fees until you actually adopt the new fees. Right. And it's my understanding that hasn't happened yet. Well, either, either way, you're, you're proposing what we collected last year, so chances are that number's going to be a little bit higher if we add another. Well, the hope is that they are. So the, the hope here is that I'm anticipating 640000 based on this year's collections, and that your new rate is going to allow you to generate surplus similar to what you did last year based on the last year's anticipation of 500000 Right. <clears throat> okay. Interest on investments and deposits, obviously down. Um, you go to sheet five, that's our state aid. I would say, um, so it's our state aid, we did receive our state aid certification today, and this number is correct. It's not changing, it's the same number that's been for 20 years. Um, the, uh, but, um, and I don't, I know you have your agenda set already for tonight, whatever else, but um, Senate Bill 330 uh, passed uh, unanimously, unanimously passed the Senate. And what it would do is uh, reconstitute the energy receipt tax back to the full amount that, it, that existed in 1998, I believe it is. Um, for you, that would be you know, close to doubling the, the amount of state aid that you receive now. Um, the, uh, there's an assembly bill that was introduced. Uh, it was, uh, I, I believe it was sent to the Assembly Appropriation Committee back in January. It was sent after the Senate bill passed unanimously, uh, passed the Senate unanimously the other day. It was passed back on March 7th back to the Assembly uh, Committee to review that again. It's a bipartisan bill in the Assembly with somewhere in a range of 20 sponsors. Um, my understanding is, is that their plan is to wait for most budgets to be adopted to then authorize the state aid because then their intent will be to make us amend our budgets to reduce the state aid and give the state credit for the reduction in taxes. Um, so uh, we'll try to keep that in mind um, as we are preparing this budget. We try to keep that in mind. And the, uh, I would strongly suggest that you, know, you use your political contacts to urge them to move that forward um, and in a more timely manner than uh, waiting for our budgets to be adopted to, to pass that. What's the number so it was S330, and I believe the assembly companion was A1021. Might be right. I'm sure if you look up S330, you'll see what the pattern of the bill is. 
for the department bills. Um, but I think it's sponsored, the primary sponsors are, are Herb Conway and Weber. So you have uh, on the special Pass it now. Don't wait so you can get credit for it. But either way, pass it either way. Even if they're going to take credit for it, pass it. Just get it back. <laughs> That's basically going to double that number there? Um, so here's the deal. What they're proposing is restoring the energy's receipt tax to the full 740 million or whatever it was back in 98. Um, what they haven't done is release the actual allocation for each municipality. But if we look back to what our 1998 numbers are, it was almost double what we're receiving now. So, um, so it'll be somewhere along that line. Sure. Sheet six. This is our uniform construction code fees. We're going to anticipate 85,000 again, same as last year. Uh, I do anticipate at some point the construction fee revenue will come back to normalcy to the pre-COVID numbers. Um, We go to sheet nine. It's basically the grants that we're aware of at this point uh, being appropriated. So you have recycling tonnage grant, trunk driving enforcement fund, and clean communities grants. As other grants come in, if they're if I if I'm made aware of them prior to budget introduction, I'll amend them in. If I'm made aware of them after budget introduction, we'll just wait for the budget to be adopted and then we'll amend them in by chapter 159. So I hate doing budget amendments. <laughs> Although something tells me that if this bill passes, we'll be doing the budget amendment. <laughs> so. That was sheet nine. Okay. Now, if you go to sheet 10, these are revenues that are not offset by appropriations. Uh, the cable franchise fee, which is uh, stopping its, its old skyrocketing numbers, coming back to reality as everybody goes to Netflix. Um, and then you have general capital reserve for debt service, so that's money that we're pulling out of those numbers that we just reviewed in the financial statement to pay down those notes, that $165,000 we used to pay down the various notes, and you'll see that in just a minute. Matter of fact, I might change that now based on our discussion. I'm gonna use it to pay the notes. I believe in here I was using it to fund all those old ordinances, but if we're not gonna do that, then I'll change that before we go to introduction. Sheet 11 is the breakdown, it's a summary basically of all the revenue side of the budget. So if you look at sheet 11, our total revenues are 1,316,000, our regular budgetary revenues. Uh, the amount, uh, the, the next one is the amount, of, I'm sorry, the receipts from delinquent taxes. So you'll see there, we can only anticipate 165,000 compared to $327,000 last year. Um, so our total revenues, Within the budget are 2,111 compared to 2,192 last year, so about eighty thousand dollars down. Um, so the the amount to be raised by taxation is 4,910,602,03, which I'll try to round off before adoption. And then uh, and our total budget is 7,022,000 compared to 6,912,000 last year. If you go to sheet 12. Basically, we're not going to go through all these individually, uh, but basically, if we go through the budget, everything's pretty consistent with what it's been, pretty consistent with the conversations that we had during the budget 
preparation discussion. What I will do is uh, as soon as the, we actually have an introduced budget, as soon as that happens, I will send you the detail sheets that show you all the various line items within each budget, how we've decided to fund them. Um, the, if you want to talk about notable items, the computerized data processing number is up a bit. That's because we're really taking the computerized data processing budget that was in various budgets and put them into one line rather than having you know, police pay for theirs and administrators pay for theirs and everybody pay for theirs. So we consolidated that into one line. Um, let's see. Go through uh, sheet 14. You see uh, some small increases in the various insurance coverages. That's consistent with what we're seeing. The state health benefits had a bit of an increase. The joint insurance funds had a bit of an increase. Um, let's see the parking, other expenses within the parking program. You know, all, one of the offsets to the increase in revenue from the parking program is the increased cost of the parking program. It'll increase our cost. Uh, one of the most significant portions is the credit card processing. So any additional money you take in, the credit card company gets their part. So that will increase our budget. But also, it's uh, the fees related to uh, maintaining everything that has to do with the parking program is now within the parking program budget. So uh, that reflects what it costs to operate the program. Do, do we, this is sort of related, do, do we have a, um, uh, an idea as to how many years we have left on those kiosks or when we might be in the Google map and app based system? I think we talked about that. I think you talked about it. Uh, I'll get you an answer to that. I think we have three years left. I think there were originally five years. No, you need no, useful life on that. Yeah, and then, and then yeah. When, when it would be practical when to consider going to that. They estimated about a decade when we first got it. We figured maybe about 10 years with some maintenance on the way. Okay. I'll ask John Harris. What do we have, Kathleen? Because I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what it might look like. And it's probably it's not now, in the next few years, what it might look like to, to transition away from the kiosk if their maintenance or whatever begins to eat into, you know, our, 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 our profit or whatever, or our, our margin. So, okay. Um, of course, equipment wise, then you're going to have to put your license plate readers on the police cars and on the various things to go through it. So I'm waiting on the day. Which we will probably do in the trial. Is there a problem? Do you have any maintenance on that stuff? Well, the license plate readers, they certainly come down in price from when they were first issued because now there's some competition in that market. Uh, but there's also a great demand for them. So the prices aren't dropping that much. Yeah. Well, there's still a couple thousand dollars per car. So, uh, and then you have the software you know, that, that reads it and feeds it back to the app. Um, so, you know, you're talking about a thousand dollars per car. So, depending on how many cars you're going to have, provide the capability to, to manage the parking. I thought we already had those license plate readers. No. I thought we were testing them out five, six years ago. No? Yeah, but I can remember, Ketsu. I remember, I remember some talks, some rumblings about it. And let's see, we continue through the budget. We have a slight bump up in the fire department budget, mostly related to repairs to vehicles. Which data room? Uh, sheet 15. We have a slight bump up in street and road sign which I think was about building the position. Uh, that part-time or something along that line. We actually rent fire hydrant. 
entrance. Yeah, we have to pay the water company for the fire hydrants. <laughs> yep. Get your fire. Building's grounds OE has increased as a result of some of the contracts for cleaning. Uh, on sheet 15A, <coughs> recreation program, other expenses. Uh, that increase, I believe, had to do with the. Get through my mind now. Were you going to do the, the, the refinishing floor, floor in there? I think it could be the floor in there. Uh, because I believe we put the fireworks under celebration of all the events. Let me just take a look. I mean, they asked me about the transcript as far as the fireworks. I know people spent a time with you for that and they talked about how we could fund it. Is that the budget? So there's money in your budget. You have your celebration of public events budget is usually $2,500, and this year it's $15,000. Yeah. So uh, that should offset your share of any fireworks costs. Um, let's see, so that is, so yes, that must be the improvements to the building for recreation. Um, one thing that I have to go back and take a look at is on page 15B, is gasoline budget. That's a little bit in the I might have to adjust that a bit. Um, if I do, now I'm going to try to keep the tax rate as close to what, what we're discussing today, but I might have to make some minor adjustments between now and uh, Monday. Um, the adjustments will occur uh, tonight or tomorrow morning because um, I have to get everything really to the auditor's hands uh, and to Christy uh, really tomorrow, by the end of the day tomorrow. So, uh, so you have everything for Monday. All right. Um, right. Monday is your budget introduction. You have a special meeting at 8.30 for the budget introduction. I'll pair, pair a summary for, for That's just fine, right? You can do it any way you want. I'll come here in case anybody wants to come. I mean, from the public, but. What time is that? 8.30 a.m. So to go to sheet 17. You'll see a couple of things. You'll see the two payments to Trust funds, that's no removal trust, and the accumulated assets trust. And then you also see the celebration of all events, $15,000 squared, $2,500. I may adjust those two trust funds downward a little bit to, and move it to gasoline. <laughs> so, go to sheet, let's see, 19. C19 is all the uh, statutory expenditures, public employees retirement system. So that's uh, $111,800. That's for, I don't know, about 25 public employees plus all the retirees. Then uh, the 383,161 is for the police officers um, retirement portion. So the total, your total uh, statutory expenses are 618,000 compared to 580 last year. Nothing we can really do about that. Um, Sheet 22. These are all your shared service agreements. So you have the Ocean Port Municipal Court, the use of the vehicle from Ocean Township, the flood warning system from the county, the dispatch agreement with Mount County, the fiscal officer agreement. Now, 
only portion of it, and, and Chris and Joe, this is so you're aware, he's, he's budgeted here in sewer and in beach. So I didn't put the full amount in the budget. So while I know the agreement is for forty-some thousand dollars, twenty-two thousand is here. Okay. So just so everybody knows that when you go back and talk to Chrissy and Wayne, Wayne doesn't think I gave him a pay cut. My <laughs> <laughs> um, four system with the county, the floodplain management program with the county, and the street sweeping uh, with Highlands, which you recently approved. If if I want to net out the fifteen thousand from what they pay us for our lifeguarding and maintenance, can that be done? So you give them a credit on their payment. Um, that's what you're trying to say about removing it from here. Well, they pay us. They pay us forty thousand for the lifeguards, and we and we're going to pay them fifteen thousand for the street sweeping. But I'll talk to Joe about that. Yeah. Kind of just one X out the other. Okay. Okay. Um, 224 just reflects the same things that you just saw. Maybe go over the grants. Is the appropriation side of the various grants that we have, as well as ten thousand dollars for matching funds for grants. Uh, should we get new grants that require a match? Sheet 26 is the uh, $100,000 uh, that we said we're going to move into the capital improvement fund, same as last year. Sheet 27, this is going to change a bit. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, that full bottom section where I have a whole bunch of ordinances listed, I'm going to cancel that and we're just going to use it to fund the two notes that you saw now. I'm going to use the same amount. I'm going to use the same uh, amount that's appropriate here. I'm going to use it all to fund those notes. So all of those ordinances are canceled? Most of these are going to be canceled instead. So we won't have to fund that side. So we won't have to issue that fund. It is a cost saving. All right. And then uh, that pretty much covers the general budget. You go to sheet 31. Is a sewer budget. We're looking at using uh, $145,000 in surplus. Uh, $700,000 is our anticipated rents. Um, so the total budget is $845,300. You go to sheet 32, you see a significant change here. Two waters, water reclamation has advised us that our bill is going to be substantially lower this year than it has been. Um, However, that is not a long-term situation. Uh, it is because of the way they've structured their debt, uh, where we're not going to have a significant payment this year, but we'll go back to regular, we'll basically end up back where we are um, next year. Have we gotten uh, into the funding for that Two River project, that revamp project yet? So I mean, we're prepared for that. I believe we have had some capital conversations for that. That's when we're split with Rumson. 5051? No, 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 no. This is what Jack, you reported on that a year or two ago. You went over to Two Rivers for their, uh, that big project that they're going to do. It's like a $30 million project or something. Oh, yeah. So that's what, this is related to that. So they expect to begin paying the debt service for that um, next year. So okay. that's why we have the savings this year. Next year, that comes back online. Give you a little reprieve before they kick you. Yeah, take a, take a deep breath. <laughs> 
But um, we're going to use this to try to uh, strengthen the soil utility because, as I said before, the soil utility has been in recovery for the last couple of years. We're, 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 we're on target where we anticipated to be uh, based on the moves that we made, um, but we, this will certainly help us in that recovery. I hope we see a little bit of a reprieve there in the storm, the storm water drains and stuff like that. So what you'll see is on sheet 32B, is two things. Is, uh, we're, we're going to put $100,000 in the capital improvement fund. So that gives us the ability to do that. We won't have to put a number like that again in the utility capital improvement fund next year. When the rate comes back up, we'll, we'll already have uh, probably an appropriate level capital improvement fund to carry us up forward. We're also putting a capital outlay in. That was really anticipated for a number of the smaller capital improvements that uh, Dave had presented to us during the uh, budget meetings. Like there was some spare pumps and things like that that can be charged to that. Um, so those are some of the things that we're talking about doing with the sewer utility uh, with the savings there. Um, if you go to the next sheet, 31, <laughs> this is the beach utility budget. We're anticipating $459,000 in surplus and $653,000 in beach fees and $104,000. I just need the breakdown of that if we can between Highlands, Edgewater, and whatever the other contracts were. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't need it. I'm just going to do it as a one line contracts, $104,000. And if you get new contracts during the year, we just add it all to that line. So we'll, we'll leave it the way I have it. Um, so the total budget is $1,216,800. Go to the next page. Uh, you'll see uh, the OE side of their budget is increased a uh, significant amount, and that's that's really related to the cleaning services uh, being contracted out rather than being handled um, by I think it was Public Works and, and some of the other staff here. Uh, the the salary wage line didn't really drop much uh, because they had a conversation about the rates that they need to pay the lifeguards and gate attendants to to be able to maintain staff. The sheet 32, you'll see we're taking a similar move here. So when we're talking about the sewer surplus, I'm sorry, the beach surplus, uh, if you look under the capital improvements, we're going to put $30,000 into capital improvement fund, $50,000 into capital outlay, and we're going to put an additional $100,000 in the sand replenishment um, fund or reserve for sand replenishment. Um, but we may want, we may choose that maybe make more sense to put that just into the capital improvement fund instead of standard punishment, considering we have about seven hundred thousand dollars in standard punishment, eight hundred thousand dollars in standard punishment fund set aside already. So I might just move that into the capital improvement fund instead. And actually, what I will do is use part of that to pay the rest of that note. Remember, I said I was going to pay twenty thousand three hundred dollars down on the seventy thousand dollars three hundred dollar note. I'll just pay the whole seventy thousand three hundred down from there instead. I think it's a good idea if you want to carry it. As low as the interest is, the interest might buy pay it. Correct. Already. Um, then, you know, as I said to you earlier, uh, if you skip through the budget, go back to sheet forty B. This is the capital plan. You are not by any means obligated to do everything in this capital plan. This is really uh, based on the input received from you and from the department heads as we went through the capital plan. These are the things that seem most likely to be needed. Uh, 
If you see the project number alongside it, the project number is really based upon the year that it was either perceived to be done or the year we intend to do it. Um, so some of those older ones, you see 2010, 2011, 13, some of those are monies we set aside in prior years that are still on the books and that we just reviewed them when we went through the capital ordinances. Um, so some of them show, so it says amount reserved in prior years, that means we already have money set aside for that. Um, then you see the other ones that have how we're going to fund it as they go across. If I were you, I would look at those items that are in the 2021, 2022, and 2023 categories and see if that, uh, if any of those are items that you uh, want to utilize or, or discuss as part of that capital planning meeting that we talked about. Uh, you can just basically use that to help yourself uh, make those determinations. As you go through the rest of that capital section, it just breaks it down in all different ways, breaks it down by year, breaks it down by funding source and everything else on that line. But that is just a plan. That is not the budget document. Everything up to sheet 39 is real. <laughs> everything after sheet 39 is up to you. Uh, going forward, it requires a separate action. Everything after sheet 40 requires an, either a bond ordinance or a capital ordinance or something on that line to appropriate. Any questions on the budget? Anything, uh, any direction? Uh, are, are we good with ending up at the, the rate roughly of what, what we presented here now? And if so, uh, I'll go through and make those minor adjustments and try to stay on target with what we discussed. As I recall, I think last year,
No questions. Good job.